Well, good morning all. Uh, my name is Dylan Potter. I'm a partner with law firm Vetter Price. And uh, today I've got the honour to introduce a panel for Chinese leasing. Now, we've got three of the biggest hitters in the industry at the moment. Uh, BOCOM that we just heard about, uh, ICBC and China Merchant Bank, CMB uh, as well. It was a real honour to interview these gentlemen um, via video conference. They couldn't be here today, obviously, uh, but the insight that they have to the industry is, um, is really fantastic. Uh, and it's, you know, they're three organisations that haven't just made a splash in this market, uh, but have really made a, a massive wave. Um, you just look at some of the, the numbers uh, provided just then about the, the billions of dollars that they've, of capital that they've introduced to the market. So what I'll do now is I'll pass over to, to the video. Um, you know, the, th the three gentlemen will give a bit of an introduction to their organisations and then we go into some of the challenges uh, and some of the exciting things that are facing Chinese leasing uh, over the coming, coming months and years. So thank you very much. Uh, my name's Dylan Potter. I'm a partner with law firm Vetter Price, and we're coming to you today through the sort of one of the marvels of modern technology, uh, linking together uh, a, a very esteemed panel from across uh, China, from Beijing and Shanghai. Um, obvious circumstances have meant that we've uh, moved to this format for you today, so that you can get the benefit of the insights uh, of my three panelists um, and focusing particularly on the, uh, the Chinese leasing market and the opportunities that that provides for uh, ship finance uh, and options for the, the Greek shipping community uh, going forward. So my panel today consists of uh, Mr. Feng Zizou, who is the head of shipping finance at Bank of Communications Financial Leasing. Uh, I have Mr. Jack Zhu, who's Deputy Head of Shipping Finance uh, at CMB Financial Leasing. Uh, and then finally, Mr. Bill Gu, uh, Executive Director for Shipping at ICBC Financial Leasing. So, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. And I'm very happy that you've been able to, to dial in successfully to our call from uh, Beijing and Shanghai. Um, and I guess to start off, I think, uh, the audience would, would love to hear a little bit more about uh, each, of it, each of you and your uh, relevant institutions. Um, so I was thinking that we could start with a bit of a discussion about um, you know, what does your current book look like? How successful have you been in growing your ship finance uh, portfolio? Um, sort of looking at the value and the types of ships you're looking at and particularly the type of customers that you've been working with over the last couple of years. And then following that, I think we'll get into some more of the topical discussions dealing with uh, both how the business you see, how you see the business developing going forward uh, and some of the challenges that the current market faces. Uh, so Mr. Fang, maybe we, we start with you. Okay, thank you. Um, currently, uh, our company's total shipping assets are about uh, 1.2 billion uh, US dollars and the container ships account for 40% of our portfolio and the oil tankers 30% bulk carriers and uh, gas carriers uh, respectively 
and uh, other types of vessels, uh, 8%. Yeah, that's our portfolio's uh, current book uh, situation. Uh, and Jack, is it a similar situation at CMB or have you guys taken a different approach? Uh, yes, thank you Dylan. Uh, good day to everyone. Uh, this is Jack from China Merchant Bank Leasing uh, Company. Uh, thanks to Capital Link to organize uh, this panel. Uh, so we have opportunities to uh, update uh, our situations here. Uh, I think uh, as you all, all of you know, according to the published numbers, I think the Chinese lessors have done very well in last year. So according to the numbers, at the end of uh, 2019, total shipping portfolio under all of the Chinese lessors uh, already uh, reached uh, 59 uh, billion US dollars. It's a huge number. And um, my understanding among these 59 uh, billion US dollars, the top three Chinese lessors contribute uh, more than 30 billion US dollars. So I do think the Chinese leasing market is quite a consolidated uh, market. Of course, um, uh, uh, both of uh, SBC and Volcom are the big brothers. So others are smaller ones. So for CMB leasing, uh, our country portfolio, I think uh, just uh, reached the seven billion US dollars. Um, and uh, we have involved uh, uh, all of the types of uh, uh, vessels, uh, such as dry bugs, container vessels, uh, gas carriers, and some uh, specialized vessels uh, in last year. Of course, we have done uh, several deals with our Greek friends. Um, so last year, we have done crude, crude tanker, oil, oil tankers with our Greek uh, friends. So we, we still wanted to uh, um, uh, do more deals with our Greek clients. Uh, we do think uh, the Greek market is one of our most important markets uh, for our total portfolio. So uh, we, uh, from uh, myself, so I was planning to visit Greece in this March, but because of the, the, uh, the coronavirus outbreak, so I delayed that plan, but we share flights to uh, um, uh, um, more often uh, than before. So we hope to see you all very soon. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Jack. And uh, Bill, as, as representing one of the big brothers for ICBC, uh, how, how does your portfolio stand? Thank you. You know, it's also good to see and there's some old friend face, Mr. Fang also Jack, and uh, we're at the Zoom.com. And the thanks for the organization by the Capital Link for this good opportunity. And, um, you know, these two gentlemen already, you know, shared the uh, I would say the China leasing and the, the books value. So we had exactly the same number and uh, with the Volcom leasing, we also have the 12 billion US dollars, maybe slightly smaller than them and the, by the end of 2019, but we are figure very close. So and the 12 billion. And uh, the largest ones still come from LNG and the Drybog, which is the two largest in the section in our books and uh, take about the two third. Another one third, you know, consisted of with you know the container ships, also with the you know tankers, also with cruise ships. So this and twelve billion is only for the shipping, excluding for the offshore business. And uh, you know slight difference compared with others. So we are more focused on say the we call about the you know direct customers. 
for example, like the trading house, you know, the energy company, which means we have done some deals with, I would say, for example, like Ballet, BPP, and um, the Shell. So it's kind of, the, I would say, the customers who need the, the business. But also, meantime, we have lots of the business transaction with the Greek owners as well. So for ICBC banks, we are set up our office in, in Athens. And the ICBC leasing have not had the wrap office yet, but we have the planning maybe, uh, you know, to set up it by the end of this year, but it's just planned, it's only the plan yet. And uh, which means we are very focused on the European market, especially for the Greek market as well. So that's our today's books. Thank you. And I think, Jack, I mean, you probably touched on uh, one of the key topics of the day, really, which is COVID-19 and the effects of the new coronavirus. Um, and already curtailing sort of travel plans to uh, to meet some of the, your Greek your Greek clients. I guess maybe starting with you, Jack, how, how are you seeing the development of the virus sort of impact your business and what are the ways you're working to continue your contacts with, with your clients and making sure that work uh, and the opportunities that are present in the market, you're able to make the most of those in the in the coming months? Uh, yes, we uh, already uh, extended one more week for our Luna New Year holiday. And uh, then uh, we have been uh, asked to work from home uh, from this Monday. And according to the official announcements, the number of new affected people out of Hubei province have been decreased for seven uh, consecutive days and more patients have been killed. I think this is good news. And um, I estimate we shall return to normal very quickly. So I just received the news from our office. Maybe half of our colleagues are back to our office from next Monday. Maybe from the week after next week. So we start to full-time work in office. So this may be a good news. And so far in Shanghai is quite, I think it's not uh, effect a lot. I think the affect people number is quite small uh, compared to the Shanghai the population numbers. So our baseline uh, scenario is that the situation will be uh, under control by the end of uh, March. This is uh, this is not to worry optimistic uh, estimate. Maybe the optimistic one maybe might be controlled by the end of February. So um, uh, of course the virus outbreak have brought us very negative effect uh, on many uh, sectors. Uh, of course, like uh, travel and uh, tourism industries, logistics manufacturing. But I heard that some of uh, the shipyard in the Shanghai area already started to back to uh, uh, normal uh, uh, production. I, I think it should be a recovery very, very soon. But maybe the, I think this may be not very a uh, big impact on the on the new building uh, uh, ships. Uh, uh, even uh, actually, we have uh, postponed some uh, several of the new building de uh, deliveries. But we understand the ICBC just received a new building for their VLC vessels. So this is also a good news. Uh, I think maybe for the ship repair sector, maybe uh, it's much more serious compared to the new building vessels delivery. So. Um, uh, like the, the scrubber retrofit 
or other repel uh, ship, uh, shipyards. So they have a lot of delays. So maybe uh, after the after the recovery, they can catch up. Also, the market maybe also have some uh, bounce back or bounce up. So we are looking forward to that. Yeah, I guess it would. For the for the benefit of the people in the audience, we're recording a couple of days ahead of the uh, the conference, and we've just had news come in this morning. I think that you know, some of the the shipbuilders in in China are, are back back and operating uh, and looking to to keep to schedule, which is which is great news. Um, but uh, Mr. Fang, is it is it the same uh, at, uh, for for you? Are you, are you seeing the same kind of approach or uh, are you doing anything particular to keep in contact with, um, with, with customers during this time? Uh, yes. Uh, this time, um, how to say, this corona, narrow, uh, coronavirus has recently occurred in China, has brought some difficulties uh, to, our, to the China's economic development in the short term. Uh, but uh, now, actually, uh, you can see from the news that the China government has uh, made great uh, determination uh, and uh, the people of the whole country was uh, t working together to fight the virus. And uh, uh, we believe the infecting uh, inflection point will come soon. So on the whole, China uh, has great confidence in defeating the uh, epidemic. and. Uh, and for us, um, how to say, due to the epidemic, we use the uh, various communication tools to work remotely. Just, uh, just like uh, now, this conference call we uh, attend by by this way, and uh, we use the Zoom software right to have an online meeting. So. Um, and at present, some of our employees uh, work at home and uh, some work in office. The project, our project review meeting is also carried out through remote uh, meetings. The project progress is a uh, lot, not affected. And during the epidemic for European customers, our marketing uh, office, uh, our marketing branch in Hamburg uh, we are uh, already uh, is planning a good role this time. Uh, they will attend the next week as uh, on site <laughs> for the for uh, capital uh, conference. So uh, for us, it has no impact actually uh, on our customers in uh, Europe, and in general, our shipping business a lot affected and is still uh, operating almost. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the I guess the the international offices so having the benefit of of the Hamburg base is uh, yes. is is very helpful I guess and and then Bill as you mentioned earlier you with your uh, office in Athens I think that probably assists in much the same way does it exactly that's why so the plan I think this year's focus is to build up our international network so maybe some media already published that we are trying to build office in, you know the wrap office in hong kong also in london as well maybe athens so that's for 2020 and the target and uh, it's just beginning so you know today's right now the coronavirus has been you know still the slowdown i would say our progress you know like uh, you know mr Fang said well if you have someone stay in the europe 
it will be easier to have, like, say, you know, face-to-face -face meeting with the customers also to attend this kind of conference. And regardless of what kind of happened in other countries, so it's necessary for like ICPCDC to build international global networks, you know, to be more close to the customers. Um, back to, I would say, the impact by the coronavirus and um, for ICPCDC, you know, like, uh, you know, Jack already mentioned, uh, so far, very little impact for us, especially for the shipping business. And uh, we just received one shift, new building ships, and uh, yesterday, and you know, from the Qingdao shipyard. So the only, you know, the pity that we didn't give the, I would say, the name giving also the ceremony to, uh, you know, this lovely and the vessel. So maybe we have to compensate later when she's back. And also today, we also, you know, go through and uh, a new project by the credit committee. I just got the news and the five minutes ago, and the project being approved. So right now, people working online maybe can have more time to and uh, focus on the project or so to focus on, I would say, some business opportunity. So that's the good thing. Of course, the, the, bad, the bad thing for the negative impact for the coronavirus is about food, I would say, for the economy impact, which is short term, but you know, also impacts the shipping, especially. You can see the BCI, BDI had to go to maybe and one of the historical and the low again. So even for the BCI goes to the, the minus result, which really shocked the uh, I would say for lots of people. And uh, but again, like people said about also, so I, you know, I share the same opinion with uh, my channel leasing and the friends, you know, it's just in a short term impact. If you look back for 10 years and uh, the history in the Chinese economy, whenever this kind of disaster happened, you know, it's, uh, you know, for next year or maybe the next few months, the China economy always been booming and the rebounding quickly, you know, to, you know, cover the loss in the, this uh, few years. A few months. So I think maybe in the by the in the in the second half of this year, we may be facing some good opportunity again in the shipping business. But right now we have to find out the the way to fight with the coronavirus in China, in Beijing, or so you know in other cities like Hubei, Wuhan. So that's the current situation we have to face. But I would say for the long term view, we are very positive for the business. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I guess being able to conduct a. a a teleconference via video with uh, the four of us plus the, the Capital Link team in New York shows that you know, modern technology does help uh, get get transactions done even with the challenges of having sort of a large number of people working from home or working from different parts uh, parts of the world. So uh, that's great to see. Um, I guess let's let's now look at the future for each of you and. Um, how you see the business kind of developing uh, going forward. Um, and one of the areas I was particularly interested in is sort of looking at the, the extent to which there's a development from the kind of the finance lease structure where the vessel might end up being returned to the shipping company at the end of the end of the transaction and see how each of you are, are looking at potentially operating leasing sort of model maybe following on what some of you have done in other asset classes like aviation to see whether you're, um, you're looking to build up an owned portfolio, a sort of operating lease portfolio. Bill, from the ICBC side, have you got a particular, do you see the market or your approach moving at all in that way or will it still mainly be finance leasing that you're looking at? Yeah, I think, you know, even though I've seen in the, in the media, maybe there's a few articles already, you know, published that ICPCDC has done several opportunities in the past few years. 
as we still, you know, many folks on the financial leasing because we still be the financial institution and the financial leasing, I would say is a, I would say more match with what we should be doing. And uh, but meantime, we also offer, I would say, innovative solution to the customers. If customer needs operation leasing, you know, which means they just need the ships and operate, not just own the ships by themselves. So we can do the operation leasing for them. So from that perspective, we also work on the operation leasing, especially in the dry box side. So we have done several dry box business and visa, um, as I said, the mining company also trading house and this particularly. So that's the general speaking. So we still try to manage the financial leasing as our main as a business model and operation leasing, I would say, was nice to have also as a support function for our whole business portfolio. We try to keep the two ways working instead of one way. So that's our situation right now. And Jack, from CMB, CMB Financial Leasing's perspective, is it um, much the same with you? Um, we might be uh, a little bit different from uh, ICBC leasing. So we uh, currently, we still focus on the financial leasing uh, structure. So we have uh, some experience on operating leasing structure uh, during uh, we taking back uh, our uh, distressed vessels uh, around 2012 uh, uh, to 2013, uh, something. So um, in that time, we have to uh, take back our distressed vessel and uh, using third parties uh, ship management and maybe based on the time charter contracts um, basis to operate in the vessel by ourselves. Um, uh, I think maybe uh, ICBC leasing and also Qualcomm uh, leasing are more capable than uh, ourselves. They can uh, integrate the industry chain. They can use, uh, use uh, uh, the third party management and also can talk uh, directly to the car owners to uh, arrange and organizing the whole deals by themselves. But the fun, uh, same leasing uh, currently just focus on the financial side. We do think we are very focused on uh, the cooperation with uh, traditional ship owners. So we think the traditional owners, they have very uh, uh, specialized uh, professional on the, uh, on the, to choose the right type of vessels to negotiate with the uh, cargo owners, to negotiate with the, the, the management teams so they are professionals. So we are basically just a, a fund provider. So we definitely wanted to cooperate with the real and the traditional family owned uh, ship owners. So this is our current situation. Uh, Mr. Fang? Yeah. Uh, for Qualcomm Nissan, uh, now uh, our operating is accounts for uh, about 60% uh, uh, sixty percent for operating yes, but uh, because most of our ships remain uh, remaining value is relatively uh, low, and uh, we provide uh, option uh, purchase option to our clients, and we believe most of our clients will uh, will will buy back uh, after the listing period ends. So actually, we believe our operating is actually. Uh, uh, is is financial is not the truly uh, operating is and uh, so different from the ICPCs the, the business they made uh, are really operating is and now in the uh, we um, how to say we uh, already we also we also develop uh, some operating is like ICPC has done but uh, to a very limited uh, 
proportion will be new because um, just as Jack said, um, we are still a financial institution and will not be a owner. And in the future, we will mainly focus on our financing uh, service uh, well. But if we uh, find some good opportunity for our readiness, uh, surely we will do. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Bill mentioned earlier some of the deals that ICBC have hit the press for recently in relation to their deals with Vale and uh, BP and Shell. Is that is that something that Bocom's looking at as, as well, sort of focusing on some of the commodity providers or oil and gas majors as well? Uh, yes. Well, obviously, we are do if uh, some end users uh, want a good um, how to say, provide a good opportunity for us. Uh, we will follow because uh, end users uh, is also our target uh, clients. But, uh, but how to say, considering the, the uh, we don't we we don't have the uh, technical the third party management. We have to find one, and uh, um, we don't think uh, we can. Uh, our focus should move to move to the end users, uh, to the operating needs. So uh, we will do, but uh, uh, gradually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and Bill, on that topic, I mean, those types of transactions, are they putting you in, in sort of conflict with traditional ship owners or is it uh, something that you see Bill as being sort of supplemental to the market? I would say, you know, that's a very good question, you know, be able to you know, distinguish yourself clearly. Should we going to become like a, some people said about, you know, we are the financial ship owner, we still become like the financial institution. You know, being a financial ship owner, you have to play like a ship owner. You got some kind of engineering people, technical people to help you to run the ships. And when the ship take back, you have to looking for the second term of the leasing or maybe chartering or with the sale to the market. If you become a financial institution, you know, it's simple. You just looking for the balance sheet or so, you know, look for the historical data then, you know, decide to, to do or not do. And uh, it's a little challenge. That's why, you know, you know, actually seeing, you know, we want to take some kind of, let's say, you know, innovation, but we still very, you know, conservatively, which means we only focus on very small sec sections or so, you know, like the dry bulk, maybe and, uh, you know, feeder or maybe MR tanker. So very small and say the, the segment we want to try, not what we want to do for the operating listing. Uh, like Fang said, you know, that 60% they are operation leasing, vice leasing right now is only 40 or 42% is operation leasing. And of course, in our operation leasing is a bit more, you know, real operation leasing, you know, even for like the COA contract, even like some deal with, um, um, we just built the first new, you know, ships and, um, you know, the new Castle Max in the ISWITA, SWS, you know, so this is a real operation leasing, it's right. But, you know, as I said, you know, just from the, from heart, Inside, we still focus on say the ship owners because that's our customers, and um, we just realized you know sometimes for the commodity providers, they are also our customers. They need ships, and if we couldn't find some ship owners to provide this kind of service to them, they have to set up. That's the only way we we work on the pre-leasing. Otherwise, we prefer you know step down, you know step behind of the traditional ship owners, you know wait them to step up, then we provide the capital to them. So that's kind of the compromise solution. Absolutely, leaving our teams in nice facilities. Okay. All right. Ch changing tack a little bit and a, a quick 
quick question for each of you on behalf of the uh, the bankers in the audience. Um, maybe Jack, starting with you, how how are you financing the vessels that you've acquired to date? Are you back leveraging them in the in the bank market? Are you relying on uh, China Merchant Bank to to sort of run drive the the funding? How have you been approaching that so far? So uh, our uh, money sources mainly uh, came from, uh, I think mainly come from the, the traditional banks and also the bond markets and also from the, from some, uh, some, uh, uh, some fund providers, the alternative fund providers. So the mud bank uh, provides uh, us uh, credit support so we can issue the bonds in the uh, international capital markets. And also we uh, have a lot of cooperations with uh, European uh, shipping banks. We have done a lot of uh, project basis, uh, refinance projects. So um, I think uh, the traditional European banks uh, do have a lot of uh, cooperation angles with Chinese resource. So that's why, um, uh, so last year, we have uh, several deals actually cooperated with the European banks to provide our clients um, uh, one-stop solutions. So the bank's side maybe um, uh, do some uh, equity uh, pieces and from uh, leasing side, we can do the senior part and together maybe the uh, mezzanine uh, part. So um, we together with the traditional banks to provide our clients the, the one-stop solutions. And our money, I think so far the funding cost is going uh, to uh, going to uh, decrease and the, the, the money sources can be uh, uh, more and more diversified. So from the capital markets and also from the banks and also from some uh, alternative uh, fund providers. The mother bank also gave us a lot of support. So China Merchant Bank also achieved very good results in last year. So the bank side uh, much more focused on the retail banking side so that's uh, quite a big difference with shipping finance. So that's the uh, that's mean the bank side is very um, uh, not focused on the heavy uh, asset finance. Uh, so they have a very good fundamental uh, uh, basis to support our deals. So the China Merchant Bank's the performance is uh, is kind of uh, ranked the top of all of the Chinese bank industry. So the leasing side, so we can achieve. Uh, a good uh, funding cost to support our clients. So the China Merchants Group uh, do have a lot of other uh, uh, industries such as terminal, also shipbuilding, also shipping business, and including bank and the insurance company. And our insurance arms also can provide some uh, financial support to us. So this is our um, currently uh, the money sources. Uh, and Mr. Fong, is it the, the same uh, on BOCOM's side? Have, have you been looking at sort of refinancing or, or bringing in additional finance for the, for the vessels you've acquired? Uh, for BOCOM, uh, every year we issue bonds in international market and uh, we also do some uh, refinance project. And for refinancing, uh, most of our, uh, most of the, our money uh, came from overseas international banks, and only a small part uh, are provided by uh, 
bank of communication, our parent company, uh, and also our uh, overseas branches uh, support us. And, and Bill, similar, similar situation for ICBC? Yes, very similar. And I think that the only difference, because the bonds only provide, obviously, the short-term equity, and the project finance provide longer um, funding. So we have to depend on the project. With some projects in our coating, you know, maybe too low sometimes. So we have looking for the, you know, the, the project finance to match it, you know, the whole terms. So to compensate maybe some kind of the potential loss and uh, because right now the the rates change very often you know from up and down so we have to and hedge you know from the project finance from the perspective to and uh, protect our interest so that's slightly different and uh, for us you know the the bond equity and also for us to provide short-term you know the equity you know for sometimes some uh, of say new building projects some you know operation leasing so we don't we don't looking for the operation leasing uh, we don't looking for the project finance as very beginning Use our you know the, the short term equity to cover our expense you know 100% equity so that's something that say you know that's why you know for the for the bank background financial leasing they have a strive say equity also cash flow so that's why they can do some operating leasing back to the prescription so because they can finance the ship new building by 100% equity at the very beginning so that's different compared with the traditional shipping company. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we've, uh, we've sort of flown through our allotted time, but I wanted to just finish with one question about, I guess, probably the other hot topic of, of the day, which is uh, sort of ESG issues and looking at environmental matters. Um, and I just wanted to get an idea of how each of you are approaching that, whether you've considered signing up to Poseidon or whether you're looking at, at those matters in a, in a different way. Um, Bill, seeing so with you were just speaking, maybe you kick off with that and then we can let the others chime in. You know, the good thing, you know, I, I participated, uh, you know, the, 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 the Poseidon and the uh, agreement also initiated by the Citibank, also the European banks. So they organized the two workshops in China, one in Shanghai, one in Beijing. So both, both workshops and I have the chance to participate. I would say in principle, we support these kind of ideas. And, but you know, no food in the Chinese leasing house or so the Chinese, Chinese banks, so it's a majority of the state owned. So we have to go through our, you know, long internal process. So right now I can't give the answer yes or no, because it's a, the legal team have to review the 300 pages document. The one bad thing, it's not bad, but you know, the document itself, the agreement itself cannot be modified any, any further. So if anything, just one thing is not satisfied by our legal team, the document cannot be moved on, unfortunately. But you know, so far we haven't heard any feedback yet because 300 page document, it takes some time. But so I, you know, personally, I support good ideas. Jack, your thoughts? Yeah, yes, um, yeah. Bill just mentioned that he uh, he, he already uh, participated the two workshops in Beijing and Shanghai. Actually, Bill also uh, organized the roundtable meetings between the Chinese lessors in Beijing. Uh, Bill invited us uh, come to Beijing to uh, join to discuss if we all of our Chinese lessors. Uh, leasing house to join the Poseidon uh, principles. So uh, for CMB leasing, we do support these principles. Yeah, this is the same situation to uh, Bill uh, just mentioned. So we have a non-procedure to uh, look at the documents. So um, if we assign the documents, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, paperwork before the signature. So, uh, but uh, for the practicing, we, uh, we ask our uh, uh, project managers to do uh, the deals, to look at deals. 
just uh, based on the Poseidon, Poseidon uh, principles, actually we have done uh, refinance projects with uh, Citibank. And also the Citibank just uh, used their uh, uh, Poseidon principles to, uh, to ask our uh, projects to provide the, some conditions on that. So we totally agree on, on that. And we also uh, maybe uh, put the, the principles as a guide, guidance to, to uh, uh, guide our future projects. And from Bicon's perspective, Mr. Fong? Uh, how to say, we are not uh, an expert to uh, decarbonization of the industry, but uh, we know the green shipping, the environment protection, and uh, uh, also the decarbonization is very uh, important and uh, necessary. And we will take a pos very positive attitude uh, to this, uh, to the decarbonization, to the energy saving and environmental protection issues of the shipping industry. So generally, we will respond uh, very uh, positively to, to that. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, we're out of time. Uh, so it just leaves me to thank you very much for your time and for, for joining from uh, Beijing and Shanghai. Um, I'm glad the technology seems to have held up for the, for the session. And um, uh, just like to sort of wish everybody in Athens a, a very successful conference and a, and a great afternoon. And, and thank you very much for your time, gents. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Thank you very much. And also thanks for uh, Capital Inc's organization. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you very much to our panelists. Uh, to our panelists and to our moderator who is here from London. Um, I think it was a very insightful discussion. I'm sorry we had to have it uh, through a video, but uh, nevertheless, I think the wealth of information and the insight um, you could tell was right there. So thank you to them and to uh, Dylan. And Christo, uh, let's proceed to the, with the last panel before lunch. Uh, we will now listen to how the Greek banks and the Cypriot banks are um, increasing their exposure to shipping. So Chris Barges from Stevenson Harwood will uh, take us through. And if I can have the panelists join us. Thank you.